Hey there, WNBA Nation fans. This is Jason, editor of the show here at WNBA Nation. And I just wanted to hop in real quick and orient y'all as to what this episode is. This is part two of our release of the W25 according to our show. So this isn't the official WNBA W25. This is our W25 compiled by the hosts of this show. As such, today's part two is going to cover numbers 10 through 1. If you would like to catch numbers 25 through 11, that was yesterday's episode. I highly recommend you jump back a day in your podcast feed and catch that one first because there were a lot of fun conversations there as well. And today's episode will not disappoint. Lots of fun conversation, lots of reminiscing about really great basketball that we've seen over the 25 years that the league has been playing basketball. Lots of fun. Really excited for this episode. As always, if you want to connect to us, there are many ways to do so. You can go on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. That's a great way to stay in touch with us and hear the latest about what we're thinking about what's going on in the league. You can watch our show live as we record it. Just go ahead and follow us over at twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. If you have an Amazon Prime account or if you just feel like supporting the show in a more monetary fashion, you can always subscribe. That helps us out. Gives us a little bit of cash in pocket to help with the operating expenses of the show. Another way that you can help the show if you want is to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. A five-star review plus your subscription really helps us out in the algorithm. So subscribe to the show on whatever platform service you use. And then go ahead and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Like I said, that really helps us out, gets us in the front of the algorithm. And we try to help you out back uh, by letting you have some fun. We we'll give you a shout-out on the show and read your five-star review on mic so that everyone can hear it and can hear how much we appreciate it. That's a really cool part of our uh, what we do here is being able to read those five-star reviews. And lastly, if you would like some merch, you can get it at wnbnation.storeenvy.com. Store Envy only has one E in the middle wnbnation.storeenvy.com. Check that out. If there's anything you'd like, go ahead and order it. And without any further ado, I'm going to send it over to Kyle Stephen Logan. Because this was recorded as a single recording session, there's not going to be any preamble or introductions. They're just going to get right into conversation. So I'm not going to slow y'all down anymore. Here's the theme music. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Stark. Hey, this is Marty Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. All right, let's head into our top oh, ten. We got we have we have been recording for a while, and we haven't even got to our top ten yet. So let's hop in on these. Um, I think um, just for. Uh, just for the sake of time, let's do one more group of five, and then we'll say, give our top yeah, five individually. I, I agree with you. Yeah, ten to six is yeah. We've been we've been taking a little longer on these than I anticipated. So always. Um, <laughs> How did you? So that? number <laughs> number ten, Sylvia Fowles. So. Number number nine, Tina Thompson. Number eight, Lauren Jackson. Number seven, Cynthia Cooper. And number six, Candace Parker. There is your six through ten as far as our W25 list goes. Um, Logan, I'm curious your thoughts initially on these, um, on these five players. Yeah, I'm doing, doing some comparisons to my rankings right now. And, uh, again, sorry, like, really fast. All... Kyle, who was eight? Go on. Eight was Lauren Jackson. Lauren Jackson, thank you. Yeah. We're, we're all, I mean, Lauren Jackson's a spot away from where I had her. Tina Thompson's pretty close. I, I had Tina. Thompson up at six. Um, but that's like, these are all top 10 players that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I think one, at, the one that pretty is, much when you get to, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say there is one that's further away than the rest. In fact, she, she might be the, the furthest that our group has ranked compared to my personal rankings so far. Um, Candace Parker is my 12, um, which I, I still don't feel like is disrespectful. Top 12 all time is like, it's top 12 all time. See, Parker yeah. up at six is a little surprising, but like, it's still not something that I'm like upset about. It's just, you guys must have had her much higher. Logan, just you pointing that out, there's only one, two, three instances where any of us ranked anyone on the top 10 of our, of our list outside of the top 10. And those were at like 11, 12, and 13. So pretty, and, and it wasn't all one person. So we pretty much, all agree that these 10 players yeah. are a top 10 with which sev- like with rare, rare exception. I want to stress. And, and at uh, that point they're like 12. I want to stress to the listeners how rare that is. Like we didn't, 
talk about specifics in our chat. Like, oh, I've got these players really high. Um, but we came to a pretty good consensus on our own, which is um, rare for, for us. Yeah, three, the, uh, so. These top, these top tens, we all can say are top tens, but we're going to bump them around like yeah, yeah. back and forth a little bit. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? Barring one hell of a shocker. <laughs> Um, Candace is my only top fiver who won't be listed top five from what I can see. Um, right. And it was a one point difference. So like, um, but I've got her at five. Exactly. Um, I'll put it mm-hmm. this way. All of my top five players, I, I had points allotted to different all time rankings as far as statistics and MVPs, rookies of the year, defensive player, all-star selections, things like that. My, all of my top five are the only players to register over a hundred points. Candace is literally at a hundred. Sill is at six with 99. Um, Sill is mm. one of my biggest shockers. I, I knew she would be top 25. I had a feeling she might crack the top 15. I didn't think I'd have her at six. Her numbers really spoke for themselves. Candace is one of the only players I have who I went through five individual stats, points, assists, rebounds, block steals. I had MVP finals, MVP championship wins, rookies of the year, defensive player, all-star selections. If she's not the only player, she's one of only two to three players who registers on every single list. Every one of them. Yeah. Every I was single say, she's one. on all she's, of it. She is only 24th in steals, but she's top 12 in the other four individual stats. She did just pull in a defensive player of the year. We obviously have talked a hell of a lot about her winning rookie of the year and MVP in the same year. Um, she has a finals MVP to boot and it's a little controversial. Some people might've given that one to NECA. Um, so like, I feel good in like standing here at five, but it, it's six. So I'm just going to live with that. That's fine by hmm. me. Um, yeah, none of, none of these are really upsetting. Um, I, yeah, there is. Sorry, go on. I just, I have one player. We'll get to her when we get to her, but I only have one player, not in the top five. If this is what I'm seeing and I kind of disagree with it. Um, but we'll get to that. When we get to that. Cause I, I have a thought about one of my players that I can't share right now until we get to them. Yeah. Um, so there, we'll, we'll get to our, our, our top five here and, and we'll, we'll touch on a name that is the top in this category. But one of the names that Kyle just read off is number two all time in career win shares. And it's Lauren Jackson. Lauren Jackson. Yeah. I was going to say it's got to be Lauren. <laughs> and I Lauren was like, Jackson Whoa. is, <laughs> we just, so, just so you guys know, she Lauren pa- Jackson's at eight. She was pound for and, pound and the best our player rankings for two titles in Seattle. I mean, yeah. Lauren Jackson's at eight, and our rankings have Lauren Jackson at eight, eight, seven. Awesome. Like, we are very well work, in, <laughs> in consistency with Lauren Jackson. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Foul, yeah. Like, fouls, let's see. Fourth in blocks, all time rebounds, 13th in points. She has three defensive players. She has two finals MVPs. She has an MVP to boot for herself. I just, that one's insane to me. And it's so funny that I, that they're so, I love her and Candace being so closely linked. Cause I feel like as pros that never, their pairing doesn't get discussed as much when they had this epic college rivalry. Uh, um, I have right. Like, not, not that this matters, but I have Candace Parker and Sylvia Fowles ranked back to back. in my ranking. I have them back to back and they're <laughs> separated by a point. Like it's, it's so interesting. And it, like that, that side of things is just nuts to me. Lauren Jackson at eight makes a lot of sense, but for what you said on wind shares, like it's, I wanted her to be higher. I couldn't find a way to make it work when I was looking at stuff, but I wanted her to be higher because she's one, she, it's interesting that she's pound for pound the best player. And the other player who's in that discussion is much higher. And we'll see why soon I have a feeling. Um, I'm going to need a minute before I talk about Cynthia Cooper. Uh, because <laughs> there's a certain other individual that it just, I can't help but talk about Cynthia when we talk about that individual. So I'm holding off those yeah, Cooper points. Is a, Cooper is the player that I have in my top five that I think is going to be the one that I don't get in our yeah. top five. But I here's, do, here's the I thing do with Cynthia say, Cooper. Though, oh, go I, yeah, sorry. I do got to say, though, for all we've talked about this, this Minnesota team that pulled in all these players, we got three Comets in the top ten. So I don't know what we've been talking about. <laughs> comets! <laughs> like, it's nuts. Bring them back! Uh, <laughs> Here's the, here's the thing with Cynthia Cooper, and I know Steve did some extrapolation as far as like points. You know, in reality, Coop only played four seasons. Technically, she played like 
a random four game stretch in 2003. Yeah. But she really only played four seasons, which if you look back at a 25 year history of a league, Cynthia Cooper set a foundation, but it's really hard if you've only played in like 15% of the actual seasons of the league. Like Bree Stewart yeah. has played in, in significantly more seasons than Cynthia Cooper. Um, Asia Wilson is just hitting she, her. Yeah. She's in, she's in the for her fourth season. Yeah. So she and Cooper will play the same amount by the end of this year. And so that's, that's where it's hard because yes, it was a foundation, but it was, it, it's, it's hard because if, if the WNBA is 10 years older, then obviously we have Cynthia Cooper and we probably have a couple, several other names. We have Cheryl Miller, you know, that are going to be on our list here, but that's what's tough about the Cynthia Cooper um, pick here. Now, a lot of people will say she is the goat. And I, I've heard, I've seen on Twitter people saying Cynthia Cooper is the goat. That's why I didn't have her in my top five was because, yeah, yeah. she's, she played in 15% of the seasons. The criteria tough. for this list will differ from person to person. And I, I like the, uh, I, I, I kind of hate that it's a Bill Simmons thing, but. He brings up all the time, like, if you were putting together a starting five for the planet Earth, like, like who do you want on that team? And, and so it takes the longevity argument out of it. It's right. basically like, just who are the best five players to ever touch the floor in their prime? That's where Maya that's Moore where might like, make that list, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's where some of these players who didn't play as much, like, you can see them rise and fall depending on how much people weight people put behind that sort of thing. You see, here's right. the thing. Um, I, I definitely would say... Cooper, if you took that four-year run, find me a player with a four-year run that matches that. Right? That, that, that there's a right. Fun. She very much has that right. Bo Jackson more like four years discussion. Yeah, right? yeah that's the best short, four years of short, basketball. <laughs> short run, but that run changed the sport and and very much did. Now, I, people may stop listening to the show after I say what I'm about to say, but like I am. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm a professional wrestling fan. I enjoy watching professional wrestling. Not as much as I used to, but it's something I, I, I get into here and there, right? I know I'm a loser and I'm a dork and I know it's fake, but if you're, if you like, if you like wrestling, you hear a lot about what are called dream matches. You know, you take a wrestler from 30 years ago and someone from today who were the best at a time. Wouldn't it be so cool to see them in a match? If there was like a dream match of like, if these eras paired up, I have to see these two go against each other on the basketball court. It's Cynthia Cooper and it's Diana Taurasi. Those are the, like, yeah. Coop was DT yeah. before DT was DT. And that's, that's why I think yeah. what people, don't, this is all to say, cause I know we're going to get to DT. Uh, I assume it would be one heck of a surprise if we didn't. If, if we um, don't, I'm closing my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's over. <laughs> this is to say, we just don't ever upload this episode. The reason I bring <laughs> even bring that type of thing up is to say, like, I understand where people can squeeze in the goat discussion simply to say, when I went through W history with the comments, like that was weirdly like a, I could almost call it a life changing experience. Like I, it was a, a big deal for me going when I went through all that because I got to watch a lot of footage. And the thing is, Yes, when you go through long, it's hard to make the numbers work when you really only had four full seasons and then a couple games a couple years later. But I don't know that I'm yet to find another player who I get more physical enjoyment out of watching play basketball at their full 211 level, quite like Coop during that time. It is, right. even if all you can find is clips on YouTube, it is unreal. She also has... The best college highlight video of all time. There's a highlight video on YouTube of her at USC, and it's freaking funky and fantastic, and it's great. But it, she was such an amazing... Like People were calling her at the time, and I know people hate the male player comparison, so I'm not trying to do that. I will, But at the time, like people were calling like she's Michael Jordan. And here's the thing. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan at the time. So like that comparison was pretty huge, and... I, she played up to it, and the, the only thing that hurts her is the fact that she happened to be 34 when they decided to launch this league. And yeah. you know, uh, you know, she was a legend in Europe before this happened. I just, I, I like the spot here. I had, I would have, I would have had a hard time justifying her top five, but she's someone that I literally gave like a multiplier when I was compiling points because in my head I just went like I. 
I can't put <laughs> Coop at like 23. You have to I, rank with right. your heart at a certain point. Yeah, it didn't feel like, right. And yeah, I think it's smart. I think it's. I think it, we're spot on. <clears throat> um, let's hit top five. Oh, All right, we're gonna hit these one at a time. Give it to we're us. gonna hit these one at a time. Number five on our W twenty five list is the one and only Cheryl Swoops. There it is. Swoops. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Yep, um, Cooper and Swoops, and and here's the thing. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, if if I do our aggregate scores, Cooper and Parker, so K- Cynthia Cooper and Candace Parker, who are are technically our six seven, um, are tied as far as where we've ranked them. Like they have the exact same average score between yeah. what the three of us have had have put them at. The reason I put Parker ahead of Cooper is because Candace can still add to the resume, so I kept her there. That's fair. Um. So, but. The difference between Swoops and uh, and Cooper is about one spot between now, where where each of us have them. Here's so, where this gets which fun. is funny. Here's where this gets fun, Kyle. Sorry, I keep jumping in and talking way too much. But I put Cooper when I was doing this point system. I created I'm a dork the Cooper Thompson multiplier, basically to say I took the average of her tenure in Tina Thompson's tenure. She was the first draft pick. So she started mm-hmm. fresh, right? At the start of the league. And then I used that as a percentage multiplier to increase the numbers to say, like if she had a generally a typical length of a league about where would you see your prowess doing that at random, right. not fudging those numbers at all. That put her 10th with 77 points. Ninth with 78 points. Is Cheryl Swoops? I was going to say they're point, so close. One point. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you've read anything about the story of Swoops and Cooper's relationship, if you watch the Swoops documentary and learned about their relationship, if you happen to listen to our W History coverage of the comments, thank you. If you did and learned about Coops and Swoops and Cooper's relationship, this literally would force Cynthia Cooper it's to so lose. So poetic. Like it, it's, yeah, it's this is hilarious. <laughs> One point. I, like I, I also gave really you a multiplier and you were one point short. Steve Steve took such an analytic approach to this, and I took such a shoot from the hip approach to this, and our lists are still so close. So close. That I feel totally yeah. justified never learning math. Yeah. Exactly. Um, That's I, I had a feeling top ten it would do that. It would just think this is the top ten. Um yeah, yeah. but freaking Swoops Man, awesome. if sw- if Swoops you know, I'm I'm glad she started a family. Good for her. If she starts the, it, that first year of the WME not having had a baby and taking time off, I can't help but sit and think, like, are we talking about Swoop still as number one all time? Like, it's when you look <laughs> at what she immediately picked. I mean, within the next decade, she had three MVPs. Right. Uh, she was a three-time. You know, she's one of only three players to have three Defensive Player of the Year honors. She was a key component in at least three of those four Comets titles. Uh, I just, I, I could go on all day about my, my take on swoops. I just, it's interesting because I have them barely in the top 10. I have them 10 and nine. She's at five. She's the only top five player as far as I can tell. We'll see what happens that I don't have in my top five, but, but I get it. I do get it. I put swoops. I put swoops one level ahead of Cynthia Cooper. I, I have I have swoops one spot ahead of Cynthia Cooper, and the, my determining factor because it's such an interesting the the, the shift or not the pair the, the 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 parallels, and yet also the collisions that these two players with Cooper and swoops have had throughout their careers. Yeah. Um, what literally led me to put swoops ahead of Cooper was because Cheryl Swoops is the first professional basketball player's name uh, or professional women's basketball player's name that I knew as a child. I knew Cheryl swoops. That's the first name that I learned. And I remember like knowing that before anybody else, I knew Cheryl swoops. And, uh, and that was literally the, not that was the determining factor (laughs) for me. So that's, that's kind of just goes to show you like the amount, like the, the amount of variety yeah, that goes into some of these There's something about picks. The, like, the catchiness <laughs> of the name that was just like... Cheryl Swoops, who, like, you know, playing There hoops. it is, yeah. Like, I'll do the yeah. honors here. I, I know everybody in the top five is going to have an insane resume, but between 2000 and 2005, three MVPs, oh. three defensive player of the years. 
Yeah. Oh, God. That was is very good. <laughs> that that is run. Run. You'd be shocked to hear that that only rendered one title at that time, too. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. You know, um... Oh, my God. And considering, the by the way, the she sat implosion. at least one of those years she was out with an injury, too. Mm-hmm. So... She yeah. doesn't pull in hardware she, for one of those seasons because she's injured. So it's really only one other season where she isn't dominating the league. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. She was seven. She was all WNBA seven out of her ten seasons. That's really not, good. not an all star. All WNBA like starting she has five top player. five player. Yeah, she has six all star nods. Considering she sat out two full seasons with an injury, and the first two seasons in the history of the league, there wasn't an all star league like uh, an all star. Yeah. <laughs> so there's four seasons gone, yeah. and she still made now, six. You one said? of the injury years was That's one cool. of the first WNBA ish, but still, you're looking at technically she has like one season where she would have been healthy mm-hmm. and eligible to be an all star and didn't. Otherwise, it happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all there. I mean, she she really stands for herself. And I I, I will say too, on like a, on a personal individual level, I mean, she came on hard times. She seems to be back on her feet and is getting there, and that's nice to see. And I hope that, that maintains itself. But dang, I just I'm trying to the, picture bring the comets back. I don't get I'm it. Picturing a modern day like. Imagine a Milwaukee Bucks team that like Giannis leads and and wins only one title, but three Defensive Player of the Years and three MVPs in a five year span. We'd be <laughs> we'd be talking about him like this is the greatest player of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth. Okay, here we go. Oh gosh. Fourth. Fourth on the list the is the one and only. Lisa Leslie. Here we go. At number four. Here we go. Um, this one I think makes a ton of sense. I think that, uh, pretty much, I don't know. There's so many arguments you could make for really a lot of these. I think that these top eight players are probably going to bring in the vast majority of the vote for the goat votes. Like, I think that these top eight players that we revealed, um, are, are going to really bring pretty much all of it in. Um, Lisa Leslie being the only uh, LA spark in this top eight uh, with such an incredible, Oh and no, that's a lie. Candace Parker, Candace Parker. Well, I, was gonna say, um, I, I just I would, forgot because Candace is playing in Chicago I right now. So <laughs> she is the most LA spark because she was a lifer. She was only so, ever an LA spark. But Lisa, again, one of those pioneers of the league, but also had a lot of the longevity, you know, played, into the like late two thousands, like did yeah. a did a really solid job of of staying around in the yeah. league. Well, she was one of the and few so, that it, I don't know if we've talked about this on a W history yet, but she she started younger than like she started at twenty four, where college right. kids now start at maybe twenty two, twenty three if they're lucky, and like that wasn't the norm back then because there right. wasn't an yeah. obvious <clears throat> path from college to the WNBA. The uh, first non-Laker professional basketball player in Los Angeles to have her jersey retired. The Sparks retired her jersey. Where are you at, Clippers? Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, you said, you know, you said she was the most Sparks. She is also a USC Trojan. I mean, she is Los Angeles. So, like, it's... The, I'll, I'll tell you this much. Growing up in California, like, um, yes, there were there was always stigmatism about women's basketball, but, like, Lisa Leslie's name was never to be trifled with. Like, she was L.A royalty like she was legend um people still today will like crowd around a corner store somewhere and talk about her scoring 101 points in in a half a basketball yeah. like it 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 was just what it was and she very nearly played in high school with tina thompson they missed each other by one year how freaking unfair yeah. would that have been um and to yeah i mean she is i'll put i'll i'll get it out right now she's second on my list and that's purely by numbers. Mm-hmm. I did nothing to fudge that. Ninth in points, fifth in rebounds, second in blocks. She registers in the top 20 in steals at her size, which is kind of nuts. She's one of only three players with three MVPs. She has two finals MVPs to back herself up. She won Defensive Player of the Year two different times. She obviously went to the All-Star Game eight different times. And that's considering taking a couple years off for injury. And one year off and she had a baby. Um 
She is the key player on the last team to have a repeat championship. Uh, we'll see if Seattle changes that. That's an interesting stat. She, yeah, you know, I like that. No team, no team since Lisa Leslie Sparks has, has, has repeated as champions. You obviously have that Minnesota year where they, they went odd years, which is a cool thing. Um, but it, it, so it's one of those things where I go, the numbers didn't completely shock me. It's just when you look at the rest of that top five and especially the other three players that are about to be mentioned. She's that player that like breaks into that top three discussion and people are like, wait, really? Huh? And that's where I claim, I think there's a bit of a recency bias based on like, if you put those three players we're about to mention above her, I get it. Like, I'm not going to question that at all. However, I think you have player, you have some players that are still currently playing at a very high level and reaching legendary status. You have a player who just very recently got put in the hall of fame and whose name is bring brought back up stock wise. And it's been so long since we've seen Leslie play the game and we only see her pop up every now and again that I think people forgot just how dominant Lisa Leslie in her dominant years. Here's the other, I won't necessarily say this is a problem. Maybe it's just me, but a problem with like these top five, top 10 type players is when you start looking at the resumes, especially on like pro basketball reference or Wikipedia, where they're all like bunched together, the numbers start to lose their meaning. Like, I, yeah. and, and I know that sounds dumb, <laughs> but like you read, you're just reading down this list of like three MVPs, eight all WNBAs, and then you compare them to other players and you're like, oh, MVPs, all WNBAs. And, and you start to get into this world of thought where you're just like, oh, everybody won MVPs, everybody won all WNBAs. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> nobody did this. Like, like her resume is immaculate. It's it like, there's just so much on it. Like she's won 27 awards over the course of her career that it's almost overwhelming to take like, like instead of there being like one pinnacle moment, it's like, well, she won a championship this year and she won a championship that year. And she was all-star game MVP this year. And she was all-star game MVP that year. And it starts to like drown out, like, uh, like how impressive each of those individual feats are. Um, but she, she's been, I think considered a top 10, top 15 player since her playing days. She was named to the the WNBA top 15 in 2011. If she's not, in the top eight when the WNBA releases their list, I, I think there will be, there will be anger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would be, and I don't know if we're going to get a ranked list from the WNBA. I think it's just a, a These are the players. list, Cause but, they want, but I they think want us to vote on the, the thing goat, is, so they're, they, maybe they won't. but, but if I they think, do the vote on the goat thing. That's where it gets interesting because I do think she's, she could fall out of the top 10 for the sake of recency. Like I could see, certain players getting bumped up just because like their, their name has been in the back of your head a little more often recently. And I'm not going to sit here and question that other to say like, th- again, freaking league pass. Like uh, let us watch the 2001 and 2002 sparks because there was like, we, we really missed out on something special and they very much probably should have had a three peat, but I won't go into that. Um, the freaking same Detroit really broke my LA sports heart twice in the same year. <laughs> and I just, I'm not in a good place to go into it right now. Um, but so, yeah, I, this, this is huge. It, 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 I just, obviously it's, I don't know what else we could say at this point. I thank you, Lisa Leslie for turning down a lucrative near million dollar modeling contract in 1997 uh, to, to join the league. I just, she could, she was going to be worldly successful in one different way and made a name for herself where she is now. Um, and just coached an all-star team that beat team USA before they won a gold medal. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Let's hit our top three. Oh, number three. This is where all three of these players, I think, are, are really fun. And I pretty much, I'm sure everybody's kind of knows I think I know what this one's going to be. Three. And if it is, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm going to be angry. <laughs> That's what I think it is. Number three is Sue Bird. Okay, I'm not Sue mad. Sue Bird. Bird wants it. Bird waits, takes, hits. Stewart couldn't finish. No foul. Howard keeps it alive. Bird connects. Whitcomb will back it out and get it into the arms of Bird. Bird will take. You bet. She's unconscious right now. Bird will let it wide. 
escape to shoot. Burn heaves. Chase. Super. It is her night. If, if I had to tell you, like, just off the off the hip, if someone on the street was like, "Hey, what's the most fun you've had watching basketball in like the last five <laughs> or ten years?" I, Second I half, Massachusetts. Like, I've had my men's basketball team have some pretty incredible moments over the last couple of years. The most fun I've had is co- co- the community on Twitter turning to Sue Bird and the Seattle Storm versus Diana Taurasi and the Phoenix Mercury it, in an elimination game. It's only tied. It's only tied with the 2018 gold medal women's hockey team. Oh, that yeah, yeah that yeah, gold yeah. medal that's game a, is the only thing that could possibly touch. What suited that night. And by the way, <laughs> her being third is has nothing to do with that night. I have no honest no. idea what to talk about or where to start um, with a name that many people can comfortably put as number one without question. And I get you. And there's really only one thing in my head that I could say ekes her all the way down to three, and it's that she doesn't have an MVP. That's it. So and she wasn't wild. a rookie of the year, which is insane to me. Yeah. Here's, so here's with something this, fun, because she was an all-star her rookie year, um, yeah. and she was a rookie at age 21, which, again, was not the norm. If you've watched a Seattle Storm basketball game since 2002, Sue Bird's been on the roster. Seattle so wild. There's there's <laughs> I don't know if people realize how rare it is to be on one team for your whole career and even more rare it is to be on one team for a career that spans 20 seasons. I guess she's at 19. She's at 19 seasons. But like like two decades in in the league is an accomplishment on its own. But to do that all with one team and to to honestly like she could walk into CenturyLink tomorrow and everyone there would be like, "Ah, super. She can go wherever she wants." Like Seattle is her city, much like she Lisa Leslie played, and L.A. are just like inextricably and, linked. And because it's Seattle and the, there is a, you know, it's a it's the smaller market with the more of a loyalty. It's much more so. I say. It's like. It, if I had to rank it, Sue Bird is probably the third most famous Seattle athlete of all time. I think you probably go Russ. And then you go Griffey, Griffey, and then it's Sue yeah. Bird. Like that's the yeah. three, and it's and it's and it's close among those three. You could make arguments yeah. for and, any one of those. And if they ever yeah. meet in public, I feel like Russ knows he needs to be like, "You won five championships." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I've only definitely got one. A, like, <laughs> there's definitely a nervousness there. I mean, it's it's just like that Car Carfax commercial of just like that Carmax commercial. Can you believe it? Like, yeah, four championships. Like oh, I got three. Like, no, yeah. super. I'm, I'm trying. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just love <laughs> or sorry, I'm working five, on it. Five gold medals, four championships. Yeah, there's yeah. so much. Um, I think, yeah, there's so much. To, like, I don't even know where to start as far as it goes. I mean, obviously, the all time assist leader, right? She's sixth in points. There's a really good fighting chance she's fourth when all is said and done. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Candace is still she's ki- close to Candace is that. still kicking, but she, it, depending on when Candace hangs him up, she, Sue might catch her. Um, I don't think she'll break that. It's going to, it's going to take a long time before someone breaks top three. Um, right. A very long time, but like that speaks for itself. It's you go up and, and, and down. I mean, it's to be this high in the rankings and never roll break in an MVP. Tells you just That's how impactful wild. of a player this person was. Oh, by the way, fourth in yeah. steals. Um, Jeez. Yeah, so she, I mean, all time yeah, record leader in all star selections with she is 12. Yeah, no four, one has more. Yeah, four time champion, 12 time all star. Like her, her resume is incredible, but ultimately it's like no one, like the number 10 will never be worn in Seattle again. Like, that's yeah. just what it comes down to. Like she's just she's reached legendary status. If Seattle could pull off a championship this year, and I think that there's like decent odds that they can pull it off. They're they're not immortal this season like they were last year, but like they're in the mix. Uh it suddenly becomes like if if she has that series at all like usually I'm super against this sort of thing, but if she has a series that in any way warrants like a finals MVP, it's kind of like send her off with a championship and an MVP and let this be it. Like, cause, yeah, cause five, like Sue, five Sue's championships very, yeah. and five gold medals. Like 
Sue, even even if Stewie has a heck of a series, Sue, it's almost like, come on. You'll like, like this comparison. <laughs> Sue's very much in the same discussion I had when I watched the World Series last year. The Dodgers won, and um, they give Corey Seager the MVP. But in my head, I was like, you got to give Kershaw that one because he didn't blow a start. Yeah. And it's yeah, she's been here for so long. You're like, you've got to have, even if it's the the one cheap thing she's ever just been handed. You're like, here's like this is legacy. You should have this. It, it, yeah, if she plays enough to snuff, I think it makes sense. It, here's the thing: um, Asia Wilson getting a statue at South Carolina, incredible. Sue Bird will and should have a statue in Seattle, yeah. and, and if not outside gonna, of the Amazon Green Arena, yeah. Just put it outside yeah. of key, put it somewhere like she deserves to be immortalized. Like that's how that's what her like be- before I go beyond any other accolades or whatever she's accomplished. She deserves that much. Like, and I, I stand pretty firmly by that. I've also said that about Leslie at Staples Center, but there's so many freaking statues at Staples Center. I don't know if you've ever walked around <laughs> Staples Center. There's like a lot of statues. Um, So, yeah. One thing about Sue Bird is she, so I mentioned this with Cooper. Cooper's only played in like 16% of the seasons in the WNBA. Um, I just did really quick math. Sue Bird has played in 80% of the seasons that the WNBA has existed. <laughs> That's dumb. Awesome. 80% of the time, if you, 80% of the time, if you just hop into a WNBA awesome. time, time so traveling many. booth, Sue Bird's there. That's, That's so, so much long. Basketball. Literally, so, yeah. So, literally, that means if you go through <laughs> basically because she ended the league in two thousand three. So, if you go through comets and the Sparks era, that's the only non super basketball we have. Yeah, is that <laughs> next season playing, she showed up. She's been playing basketball professionally at an all star level in Seattle since I was ten years old. She's, there she are children in graduating high school this, this year <laughs> who only know Sue Bird as a professional basketball player, like who were born into a world yeah, of her as professional. She was drafted in 2002, and it's 2021 right now. So this is yeah, this is officially her, her, her 20th season. Awesome. She's we're, bestie. We'll do, someday she'll retire. She's bestie we'll, with we'll teammates' moms right now. And it'll be great. Yeah. I I don't even know where to start. Mike and I have talked, Mike, with NWSL Nation. We'll get that going again soon, by the way. There's been talks. We're just, you know, it's ongoing. But we've had discussions of, like, could we try and do, like, a Sue Pino side-by-side type of storyline? And then both of us look at each other and, like, we're not paid enough to dedicate that much time. Like it was it's just impossible. <laughs> it's, a <lot> of hours. <laughs> it's just it's a, a lot. lot of hours. Of, it's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, but, um. Yeah, I don't even know. The only other thing I'll say, like, the the one thing it lacks, like, the individual hardware isn't quite there. She didn't really pull in much individual hardware, other than to say she is one of only two three-time Kim Peratt Sportsmanship Award winners. And that has nothing to do with what goes on on the court. I guess it can, in a way. But, I mean, it speaks to herself. I mean, legend. And and a lot of people could have put her first, and they didn't. But... the name that I thought was going to be third upset me because in my head I went, this person has to be in the top two, if not number. So I'm just, I'm very, I, I honestly yeah. am so nervous about these last two picks because I don't know yeah. what it's going to be. I think I know, but I'm like, yeah. hmm. I think I, I, have I don't idea. know if this is a, I don't know if this is worth saying just because so many, like the, the WNBA has a wealth of personalities like this. But Sue Bird could like you could not ask for a better ambassador of your game and of your league than than Bird. Like even after she retires, if she's on panels, if she's talking sports on ESPN, like she's going to be such a great ally of the game for like for as long and as she wants to be involved in. And what's interesting, like, and and obviously this comes with a always comes with emotion now, but I almost see her having that Kobe Bryant style post career of like. She's going to be able to, she knows that anything she does, she's going to do at a phenomenal level. And so I think she's going to choose some unique routes of what she chooses to do. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to see, like she may do some of those rudimentary media type jobs, you know, talking head at a desk type things. But I also could easily see her just deciding on going a completely different direction with it. And I'm, it's, it's going to be really exciting when we finally get to see where that goes. 
Um, but she's I hope it's not for a long time because she's going to play till she's like 55. So it's really, yeah, she's on the level where <laughs> if you're wandering around Pike's place and, and you, uh, and you see her across the way, you tell your kid like, yo, that's one of the greatest to ever do it. Like she's, she's on that level, which is, I think the, the coolest level an athlete can ever reach is like telling your kids about him level. She's the nervous. <laughs> I, I too, I can honestly say the most nervous in terms of an athlete that I actually met, not like saw in public. But like was talking to me face to face. I've never been that nervous. I've talked to Kobe Bryant. I've talked to Michael Jordan. I've talked to multiple governors. That's the most nervous I've ever been in front of a human being. It it, <laughs> it, it was star power. And then we jinxed the night. She should have officially broke the assist record. She didn't do it till the next game. And I blame myself. That's all right. That's all right. They won a championship. They won <laughs> I blame myself. It's all right. All right, let's stuff. move in. Let's uh, move on. Uh, Sue is only, she's one of only two players in our top 10 that has not won an MVP. So that is interesting. Um, all right, let's go on to number two. Why am I nervous? Uh, I feel like whenever, I feel like I reveal number two, I'm re- I, I also like, am revealing number like one yeah, in reality. This is like whenever people talk Pinkerton Blue Album. It's just like, <laughs> What's it gonna Who's be? Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? All right. Officially, the number two on our list of the top twenty-five WNBA players of all time is the one and only Diana Taurasi. Right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's where I got her. That's where I I'm got gonna her. have I've to got hold her on. I'm gonna keep myself from not naming number one on accident. But yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we we right. almost like in our in our preseason episode on uh the Mercury, I feel like it was just like I feel if like if you want to know about Diana Tarazi, go back and listen to our team preview on the Mercury yeah. from the start Everything the everything that we said about Subert, yeah, her too. Like I that's how almost how I feel. It's like <laughs> Yeah, they're they're reflections of one another. Also that ways, which is which is why that game against each other was so epic. They're, it's like they're these, two these points never lose these games. They're two points uh separated from each other on my rankings. Um by the way, that Subert game was like immediately following a D, like the DT game when she went off and hit a huge shot with like three seconds left to, to click. Yeah. And then was rolling into the night. Uh, the night only Diana Tarot, like when she walked into that game five undefeated in do or die scenarios, like that broker streak. Golly, that that whole series was the best. Um, That's right. she, was, she was like 13 or 14 and O in elimination games. Yeah. Um, in like, like single image. Um, she came into the league at 22, two years after Sue Bird, and Phoenix has wisely never let. Her go, her go. Like she's yeah. she's never gonna play in another uniform. She is Phoenix's. Like she's their she's their star. She's gonna get the statue. Like like Steve said, like these these two players we just talked about have defined two decades of WNBA basketball. Like that's so crazy and so fun for us to get in like to the league a couple years ago while they were still like even now they're still relevant and meaningful on their like very good teams. And I'm so glad that we got into this before, like having to look back on like, oh, we kind of missed that era because it is an era. Um, and it's yeah, it, it for years from now, it's going to be referred to so much as like, oh, that's when, you know, like 80 percent of the, the league was when those two were playing. And now we're in like this weird new future where they're out of the league. And that's going to be very different in a, in a couple of seasons. I right. I yeah, I, I don't even know where to start uh, on this one other to say, like. A robbery that she has only one MVP, probably. Um, yeah. We talk about the all-time point score. Yes. We don't talk about her being fifth in assists. Uh, and we should. Yes. She registers in the top she 25. She actually led the league in yeah. assists. She registers in top 25 in steals and blocks, which is so Tarasi of her. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, F it, you're not shooting does. that. Yeah, there's something about it that's like, what's yeah, her, that's you. What's you her never consider her, yeah. I was going to say, she's got to be, She's she might have doubled the amount of yeah. technicals as the second she, player she, on she the I'm going like, to find it. It has to be. I, I really want to know that stat. Is possibly one of the most inspiring stories in this league. Not necessarily because I would call it some sort of underdog story or anything like that, but simply to say, 
She's my favorite sports example of like, F it, just do it your way. There's something so comforting. <laughs> Here's the thing. Even as a person who just does a podcast about the WNBA, I'm constantly paranoid and having to deal with idiot trolls and nose picking incels who think they understand a game when they literally don't understand how to put on deodorant. And, and it's frustrating enough for me. I can't imagine actually being a player and dedicating my life to it. And there's something comforting knowing that there's someone in the world who's the best at this, who I know doesn't give a at all. There's something about it. And that, there's something about, about like, DT is like, don't give a crap in it. There's something about that callousness yeah. that's like, it weirdly comforts me. I'm the last person she needs to comfort. I'm a white male. I, I'm nothing. She doesn't have to think about me at all, but there's something about it just to be like, she doesn't care. Why do I care so much what these idiots are saying? That's like, the thing. I don't, I don't think it's even like, oh, I don't care about the trolls. She doesn't care. Like, the the players we've talked about today, the resumes that we've we've gone on and on about. If you're the player across from her and you've got that resume, she doesn't care. Like it doesn't matter to her. If like she's not intimidated by anybody on this world. She's like she's literally <laughs> she doesn't worried care if you're about a referee. Yeah. And you're whistling her for a technical foul. She'll say, "See you in the lobby later." That's yeah. the level she's, we're talking about. She's that type <laughs> of player. Who is only oh, she, I love her. she's she's a never look backer, right? She's only worried about next game, next you know, like next accolade. And I think that's what have people really have drawn to her is that it's the evidence of the work, it's that evidence of that callousness. She brought an interesting style of play to the league that the league hadn't fully seen. I mean, we saw it with Coop, but but it came in full force. Um and yeah, I mean, she might have the best finals moment of all time, possibly. That clincher against Chicago was huge. Um, I don't so, know what to say. Uh, like, I, I'm out of things to say. This is the other one. When Sue's when Sue's statue goes up in Seattle, DT's statue goes up in Phoenix. It's just like there's a handful happen. of players that, like, if if I were a coach or a teammate or in any way involved in a team, and I could create the perfect player in a lab to coach or to play with, like, that's who she is. Her mentality, her physical skills, her, like, just the fact that she can go and clock in every day at work from age 22 to age 39 in the same city and be like, I want to win here. Like, we know, as basketball fans, we know how rare that is now. And I've talked about it a couple times on this episode already. And, and the fact that she's just, like... There's for as fiery as she is on the court, there's still no, there's there's nothing she would do off the court that would ever distract from success, and that's like that's a rare, that's a rare find. She's just she's the perfect basketball player. She's she's absolutely the like, it, it's like a brand now, but like the Mamba mentality of like I'm gonna go out and I'm going to be, like I'm going to make being great like my passion and not yeah. just a way and, of making money or a way and, of bringing myself fame. Like, and like not trying to be a part of the crowd, but like, I'm going to do it for me. Like I remember one of the last big public things that happened before Kobe passed away is he visited, he brought his Mamba team to visit the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, and it was this cool moment. And there are a lot of great pictures of it. And I've seen a thousand pictures of play of current players meeting someone with the prowess of a Kobe Bryant. And it's always that like, respectful, excited tone. And with DT, it's like leaned over, hands up, talking basketball. Like, and, and, and when you transverse that energy onto the court, that's where you see the success rates that you've seen. I think if you want to understand the greatness and prowess of Dana Taurasi, and also something that softened me on the Phoenix Suns during this last playoff run, is this happened a bunch randomly. Watch... Um, watch Devin Booker and watch Chris Paul. Anytime they're, they're like in some sort of media or a cameras on them and they're talking to someone, watch either of them when Tarasi enters a building. I mean, it's like the queen is presenting and the car, they both literally will stop on a dime in the middle of an interview. I'm like, sorry, there's a legend who just walked in like, and, and you can see that. And it's, 
she was one of those first players that really came in and kind of demanded like respect. And I, you know, there's only so much more that we can say because everyone knows the numbers. Everyone knows the accolades. Um, old people can dream too. I don't know how much more she has left when she said at the Olympics, I'll see you in four years. I'm not, and not many of us are sitting here like funny joke. Like, who knows? Everybody's like, maybe. My, <laughs> my first thought was, that's really funny. And my <sighs> second thought was, how great would that be? Yeah, she wouldn't kid. Like, like <laughs> how great. I'm a, yeah. I, I, love I, th- I was a little shocked. I really thought this was going to be number one. Um, but we'll talk number one in a second. But I, I'm a little bit shocked I, at that. But I mean. I cheat a lot because I actually listed her at two. But if you asked me straight up, like, Logan, who's your goat? I'm like. Tarazi. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah. I'm in the same boat of like, if you, well, the thing is I'm a little different and we, we've got to get to number one for me to explain my point on this, but um, I'm close in that discussion, but there's a really interesting correlation. I want to make that people are, some people may not like when they hear it, but I, I'll try to make it happen. But if, I'm just going to keep rambling. Okay. I, I don't even know. To say you, you guys have said everything I've wanted to say about Diana yeah, Taurasi, uh, so you, you get to carry the number it's, one. It's good. It's fine. I'll talk about the top five another time. <laughs> Sorry, you you carry the number one because I'm just excited, and and Steve I know is excited because we we list these all out and then we want to talk about. But I'm amazed. Uh, no, I'm amazed. All yours. I'm amazed that I unless again we're super we're given a super shocker right now. I'm amazed that I got number one right based on what. We've compiled them. Shock. So, number one, as many people probably can already tell, is I. It, it just makes so much sense. Tamika Catchings is our official number one overall on the W twenty five, and who else? I mean, if you want to say numbers for Sue Bird, you want to say numbers for DT. Catch beats both of them pretty handily. Like she's if you're just spots, going by numbers, she's two spots yeah. for being top ten in all five prime single categories. She's twelfth in blocks. She's otherwise she's top ten, third points, eight assists, fourth rebounds, and still the top stealer in the history of the league. She's and and not only that, like she's won five Defensive Player of the Years. It's like, insane. like that's, that's, that's absolutely bonkers to, for like, just so everybody knows, just recently, Rudy Gobert won his third defensive player of the year in the MNBA and people are losing their minds saying there's no way that anyone could be a three time defensive player. Like it's not true. It's, it's all false. Catch did it five times. All right. Catch did it. Very good. Like, and it wasn't, yeah, she's, you know, if you go through Candace Parker's won every piece of hardware, so has, so has, uh, catchings. And if you want to go to the off court stuff, so numbers wise, obviously there, and we've talked a little bit about off court. So here's some off court. Um, well, I guess it's some on court as well. She is a three times, three times, uh, sportsmanship award winner. As well as, uh, you know, along the same lines as Sue Bird. And she's moved into a front office position where she continues to be a day to day influencer of the league. So while she's not technically on the floor playing anymore, she's still on a day to day basis influencing every element of what's happening in Indiana and, and throughout the league. So Tamika Catchings, I think makes so much sense. Uh, as the, as our W25 number one overall. And I will be shocked if she finishes outside of the top five for the vote for the goat. Now, voting is always weird because sometimes there's just, yeah. there's just weirdness that happens when you send things to the public. Catchings, if she's not in the top five of vote getters, like people are just out of their minds. I suspect so, there we go. The, the vote for the goat votes. Oh, I don't like saying that that way. Um, I think they will either skew more current, like the Sue Birds and the Diana Tarazis, or they will skew towards the Comets or or the the Minnesota Lynx, like dynasties. I think that's the difference. Is 
I think that's too bad because Tamika Catchings has a resume unlike any other. Tamika uh, could mm-hmm. be the greatest player to never be part of a, of a full on dynasty in any case. That that 2012 title team that's it, pretty insane. Like what they were able to pull together, and it was very much like willing it because who deserved it more? By the way, I know a lot of people get frustrated with all-star selections and they call it arbitrary and they say it doesn't matter. It's a popularity contest. The top three players on these rankings, top all-time all-star selections. DT, Miga, yep, They're all double-digit. Yeah. Double-digit all-star. The only players yeah. do Basically, that. Yeah, yeah. The only time Catchings wasn't an all-star was when there was an Olympics that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was always one <laughs> yeah. of the best players in the league. Um, on the Indiana Fever, which I'm sorry, now that we know what we know about how that team is run, I think that adds a little something. <laughs> it's and it's a harsh like, thing to say gets, because a part of how that team is run is to me catching spot. We'll, part of we'll move what on from that. she's doing it, yeah. Um, she's another player that like only pulled in one MVP, and that's shocking. Like it's it's one of those like she has one title. She she got Finals MVP because who else were you going to hand that to? Like it was one of those like someone could have <laughs> scored sixty points a game, and it's like yeah, but she's getting it. Like it's um. This is one. You of want those to hear a of- weird stat since you just brought uh, since you just brought up the MVP thing. Here's here's as I'm looking at our top uh, between our top three players, there are only two MVP awards between the top three. If you go to the next three, our four, five, and six, there's eight MVPs. I so yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't it's think so it's weird. a surprise that our top three all played a long time in the league. I do think it's interesting that they're all uh, lifetime. Like like she was a fever lifer. And yeah, lifers. Yeah, start yeah, to finish. That's kind of cool that that's um, true. That their teams were able to hold on to them. Maybe for, we just saw that a lot more at one point. I, so I maybe yeah I. And the interesting thing about this is because it's weird to me. I think you can realistically, comfortably. I don't even need to hear you make a case. Tell me. That catchings is the, the 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 G to the O to the E to the T. That she's the greatest to ever do it, and I'm willing to sit here and and listen to you on that. Like I'm game for it. Um, it's interesting to me that she's the name that off top of people's brains doesn't quite come up. And it may have been that she played in Indiana. It, there may have been a lot of different pieces that tie into that when it comes to Tamika Catchings. The thing that's in, but I'll put it this way: this is the last time I get to mention my point system. Because this was the most telling. My number two point getter was Lisa Leslie, who got 119 points. Only the top five have over 100 points. 119 is very impressive. Uh, Tamika Catchings dropped a 30-burger on her. She has 149 (laughs) points. Like, that. it wasn't just based on the curriculum put together, top of my list. She was overwhelmingly the top. Like there was a point where I thought if someone was the top point getter, I'd like Tarasi or Bert. One of those type players are two or three and it's close. I may use the star power vote to put them over. I couldn't justify no, someone 31 points. She's it, an it, outlier. It was completely like, like, yeah, a spot on her own on every chart. And I even and, played and- around with some numbers like, well, what if I weighted it differently in every single way you could have put it together? She was the overwhelming top. Point. Like it was, yeah. And it, the, there was never the, yeah. the career numbers do back that up, and and it's you're getting that stat from compiling her career numbers. But the like the win share totals that I've referenced a few times today, um, she's number one by so so much. It would be much better to show you visually than to explain this. But she's got the number two player Lauren Jackson by twenty wins. The the gap between number two and number like fourteen or fifteen is twenty wins. Like. We're talking about the very tippy tippy top, like half of yeah. a half of a half of a percent of, of of players adding win shares to their teams. Like the top ten is like fifty nine point this, fifty nine point that, sixty point this, and then Lauren Jackson somehow is at seventy three, and Tamika Catchings is at ninety three. It's such a ridiculous. Like she, I think it's yeah. double like Elena Deladon's career numbers or Candice. Du- oh yeah, yeah, it's Becky Hammond, Candice Dupree, Elena Deladon. They have half as many wins added to their team. As catchings added in her career, like that's what yeah. like for for every win that Elena Deladon earns the Mystics, catchings earned two extra wins for for the <laughs> like that's so nuts. Yeah, it's yeah, the whole, it's it's golly, it 
it, it's interesting <laughs> to me because it's hard to even, uh, I don't even know. It, it's so nuts to me every time I look at this because you, you talked about the, like the personal numbers are what Bowie those points up. Well, all of the accolades and the hardware run there too. The interesting thing is like, if she squeaks out another MVP, which she should have, it just didn't happen. Um, if she somehow manages to squeak out her 2015 team took the links to five games in the finals. Like yeah, they that went the distance. Team. That, that like team. probably yeah. the prime links team. Like they yeah. won in 2017, but 2015 is they were all at the very top of their game. And if they find a way to sneak over that, that hurdle and pull off that victory and she's sitting there with, with two final, with, with two championships, probably two finals MVPs. It's like, it's probably not even a remote discussion. Like it's just, it's over. It tells you the yeah. weight of what this MVP discussion can do for like those types of pieces can do for people and how close she was for it to be just like, it's not even like Wayne Gretzky level. We're not even going to have the discussion. She's the best of all time. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I right. wonder how much the, like the Maya Moore, Lisa Leslie, like kind of star power name recognition stuff is going to play into the, the voting in the coming weeks. Because to me, I think catchings is like a, like if she's not in the final three, I think it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, um, right. One of my favorite uh, catching stats. I know we've gone really long on this episode, but um, she she was named to the all defensive team in 2005 and then many more times. And then finally in 2016, I think an 11 or 12 year gap between being named to all defensive teams is just kind of like insanity. Mm-hmm. Like like to be, it's, <laughs> like it's obviously really, there were lots yeah. in between there, too, where she was all defense player yeah. and defense player of the year. And I, stuff, in but. fact, to close it out, my last take on this will be. Um, Actually, there's two things. Like, one of my favorite random, like, I brought up Kobe a lot in his last couple of picks. One of my favorite old early photos of him is him, Vanessa, on one of their first dates at Disneyland. And they're riding literally the Dumbo ride together. This was very young Afro Kobe Bryant. And he's wearing a Tennessee jersey. And I remember loving that photo as a kid. It was just a cool looking photo because it's cool Kobe Bryant with his, with his girlfriend and they're at Disneyland. I see it years later and it hits me. He's wearing a Tamika Catchings Tennessee jersey. And I love it. Yeah. And I come to find out, like, they grew up together. When they were in Italy, both their parents were playing yeah. in Italy. And so they grew up together. They were friends, they were friends. Yeah, growing up. And so it was just a kind of a cool little moment. And it just tells you if, like, her star power was ever – because if you think about her, her WNBA career, her stint at Tennessee probably only eclipsed by Candace Parker. Like, it was legendary-level career that she had there at Stanford itself. The last firm take – and there might be someone who hates me on this, and it might be Kyle, because he lived here for a while. To me, Catchings is the greatest Indiana athlete of all time. She's better than Larry Bird. <laughs> wow. she's, better, she's better than Larry Bird. She's wow. better than Peyton Manning. Um, the, the I, only don't, name, I don't like the direction this took. <laughs> the only name that I think could possibly come close, she may not be better than Dale Earnhardt. But otherwise, she's better than Reggie Miller. <laughs> Greatest Indiana. I would see. I would take. I would take that. I think she is better than Reggie. She's better, Reggie Miller. Yeah, but I think that if you take what she's accomplished against her, but what she's accomplished in her field in her league, comparatively speaking to everyone else that you've listed, it's no, it's no contest. Like Larry Bird, might you could argue obviously better professional career. His only stint with Indiana, obviously, we don't need to. The sycamore is Terre Haute to... and being from French Lick. But <laughs> I'm standing by it. Best Indiana athlete of all time. I'm not even questioning it. I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to that I, idea. I'm I'm opposed <laughs> to I don't think we need to slander anybody in order to We're not that is not a slander. This is zero slander. That this is zero slander. This is hold it. Upholding hey, every one of those other athletes I'm and still saying happy. she's I just the want best. it clear. I'm perfectly happy slandering Larry Bird. I'm thrilled. Well, yeah, because you <laughs> were like a Magic Larry Johnson Bird. Lakers guy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thrilled. I'm thrilled. He didn't sing. He didn't sing in the Like Mike commercial, and I'm still offended. And I'm happy to slander. 
Okay. He seems like, All right. he seems like, you know, <laughs> he seems like an okay dude. I just go Lakers, but like, <laughs> say what you want to say. I, I, so best Indian athlete of all time is to be catching. Okay. Well, that officially rounds out our top 25. We went quite a while on this. We hope that, uh, it was, it was fun as fun for you as it was for us. We had a blast breaking down all of these players. Um, this was, this was a, a ton of fun. We want to hear your ranking. So as this comes out, we want to hear from you what you, uh, what you think and how you would rank your top 25 and send it over to us. Uh, sit, hit us up with a tweet, um, at WNBA, at WNBA Nation pod. Um, or, uh, you know, you can hit us with a DM. However you want to do that, we want to hear your top 25. And if you've got any strong takes about our top 25, we want to hear those as well. Um, but uh, that's pretty much all we've got. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have several other episodes coming your way here shortly. And we're excited as we're uh, starting to approach, unfortunately, kind of the end of the regular season Ooh. of the WNBA season, yeah. which is just really sad. And But let's not take the sadness. Let's take the excitement of playoffs, baby. Um, Smile because it happens So with that, <laughs> with that, for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. Hey, by the way, she's better than Jimmy Chitwood, too. I'm Steve Schwartzman. Wow. <laughs> I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time. <laughs>